Welcome to the broadcast today. Uh, Pat and Stu in for Glenn. He will be back next week following Thanksgiving. Are you going away at all, Pat, for Thanksgiving? No. No. Staying at home. Staying here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've got the big cookie release coming up on on Black Friday, right? Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So what is that? So you're doing like a whole different like slew of flavors for one day? Yeah. Well, I mean, you or you can start ordering on that day. Okay. And they'll be ready then. And And how long do they last? uh, While supplies last. Until we sell out, which is, I don't know how long. Five minutes or six months. We don't know. We don't. uh, We're not just not sure. (laughs) No one knows. No one can know. Just like the metric system. Exactly right. No one can know how many centimeters are in an inch. Right. No one knows. And if somebody tells you something seven kilometers away, is that seven inches or is it 7,000 miles? I don't know. know. No one knows. There's no way to tell. (laughs) It's impossible to tell. Don't give me that metric stuff. (laughs) No. Uh, so that's available kexi.com yes thank so, you uh, and uh, that'll be coming up uh, we'll maybe Friday. get into that yeah on Friday that's pretty it's big news big news and yeah. do you keep the normal flavors too or is it yes okay yeah so, normal. so you're gonna be busy order. you're yeah, gonna have a busy very. weekend is basically what you're saying yes very <laughs> alright radio show starts here in just a second BECK, he's on vacation this week. Uh, did you and Glenn have talked about the QAnon situation down at Dealey Plaza, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. have. That's, uh, that's fascinating. Uh, yeah, they're, they're still waiting. They're still, they're still waiting. down there with yeah. waiting for JFK waiting. Jr.? Well, especially yesterday because it was the 22nd, which was the day of the actual JFK assassination. Mm-hmm. So it would have been very symbolic. Had JFK Jr. shown up on that day, I would agree. He did you know, not. Oh, he if did he not did yet. show up, I would yeah. have. I would have said it was notable. I'm not sure what he's waiting for, but um, they're still waiting for JFK, and well, the, a few other dead celebrities to show up. We'll get into that. Plus, <laughs> the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse interview happened last night on Tucker Carlson. Some interesting things uh, he had to say. We'll share that with you as well. Coming up in one minute. Do you know what's better than getting an amazing Black Friday deal and saving a ton of money? Well, getting an amazing Black Friday deal and saving a ton of money. And then also teaching your kids and grandkids about the true history and freedoms of America in the process. The Tuttle Twins books cover everything from how the free market works uh, to how important it is that we have a limited government in this country to basic common truths about the world around us. They're fun and entertaining, and your kids will learn something along the way. And if you've uh, read them, you might learn something you didn't know as well. You can give your kids and grandkids the gift of truth this holiday season and get them the Tuttle Twins books. Right now, you can get early access to a special Tuttle Twins Black Friday deal. This is the biggest deal they've ever done. It includes the kids' books, the activity books, the audio books, guidebooks, and parent guides, 
all for 75% off the normal price. My kids have these. It's really, really cool and a great way to actually learn the true foundations of our country. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com to access this special deal. TuttleTwinsBeck.com, T-U-T-T-L-E, TwinsBeck.com for a whopping 75% off the normal price. Well, the ignorance continues on the Kyle Rittenhouse situation, despite the fact that the trial's over. He was acquitted on all charges. The evidence was overwhelming. Has there been a more cut and dry case than this? Uh, I don't. I don't even know if Perry Mason had had trials that were this obvious. Well, the Perry Mason thing, they'd be going through the trial and it was it would look like he was going to lose. And then the video would come out and everyone would be like, oh, my gasp. Right. Oh, my gosh. The whole right. time he was actually being attacked. <laughs> and, but yes. this one, we had the, the video at the beginning the and we still went through this charade. The whole time. So uh, last night, Kyle Rittenhouse appeared on Tucker Carlson uh, for uh, a lengthy interview. I guess Carlson's also done. Carlson and Fox have have done a documentary on him, which I don't know when that comes out. Yeah, apparently they were kind of behind the scenes as all this was going on. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be pretty interesting. I think it comes out in December. Okay, so uh, here's some of what um, Kyle Rittenhouse had to say. kind of lays out the events of the evening and what happened in his mind as as things were unfolding. Did any of the rioters try and calm him down or stop him? What I noticed is the rioters were trying to, like, they were, like, disassociating with him because he was, like, spewing the N-word around, and they just didn't seem to want to... Pause it for just a second, if you could. This is, um, this is the first person who attacks him. This is the first person who's yelling. Uh, as Stu pointed out yesterday, it seemed like he was trying to commit suicide by cop or suicide by some other rioter Mm -hmm. and he was yelling the n-word and he was carrying on and then uh, turned his attention to to rittenhouse and just to be clear it wasn't just that he was threatening rittenhouse and others with guns he was literally yelling at them on video shoot me shoot me yeah okay so that there's some evidence to support my crazy theory here yes and there's more here have anything to deal with them the rioters so he comes he tries to grab your rifle he gets shot you decide at that point unless i'm misremembering you want to go turn yourself into the police yes um after i shoot mr rosenbaum um he tried to grab my gun i was running away there was a gunshot behind me after i shoot him i run around the car because i was going to go render first aid to him I wasn't able to because then um, there was a mob forming and calling for my execution to get him and kill him. And that's when I try to run to the police line and get to the police. Mm, And then I am attacked again. By the the guy who kicked you? By by jump kick man, yes. Whose identity we didn't know. It turns out the prosecution knew it and hid it. Um, Yeah. so we found out November 7th, the prosecution 
we went into the judges chambers and the prosecution said we identified jump kick man and the prosecution threw a fit a little bit they didn't want us to interview him they were like well he's a victim um and didn't want my investigators or my attorneys to interview him or ask him questions they just wanted to do it private non-recorded and the judge said no 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 it's going to be recorded and then a couple hours later they say oh he asked for immunity and we're not going to give it to him so we're not going to be calling him as a witness pause it for a second so i think you alluded to this yesterday as well the jump kick man the guy who kicked him in the head and knocked him to the ground also apparently had quite a record of criminal activity uh yes and he did so he did not want that to come out and they so we asked well, for immunity yeah he for his testimony exactly he offered uh, testimony in exchange he wanted to get you know he has other crimes it was drug crimes and assault stuff and i mean you know, the guy's known as jump kick man it would really be a disappointment if he didn't have assault charges already <laughs> pending right like i mean if his name is jump kick man yeah, you got to have assault charges. He it's got to be a jump kick of more than one person. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, he and to, to your uh, to your point here, Pat, he jump kicked him in the head while he was on the ground. Right. So it was the guy. He, mm-hmm. There was a guy in a white tank top that comes up and hits him in the head with a rock first. That sort of gets him uh, off kilter and he falls down. Then jump kick man comes in. Yeah, he's about to explain some of that. And and the guy with the skateboard comes along yep, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so here's more from Kyle Rittenhouse last night. He didn't want to talk about his criminal record. Yeah. So did you so you're running trying to get to the police lines. You see the mob coming after you. Let's execute him. They're saying. And then out of nowhere, you get dropped to the ground by the guy who kicks you in the head. Mm-hmm. Did you see him coming? I, I did. Um, to backtrack a little bit, actually, as I'm running, Gage Grosskreutz came up to me with his phone and put it in my face. And he said, what are you doing? Did you just shoot that man? And I told him, I'm going to the police. And he said, oh, okay, and ran off. And I kept running to get to the police. And that's when Anthony Huber strikes me with the skateboard as I'm running before mm-hmm. I'm on the ground for the first time and then I'm hit with a rock by somebody in a white tank top and that's how I end up on the ground and I have four people around me from what I remember and I move my firearm in the direction and they back off with their hands up so I don't shoot them and then jump kick man keeps coming and that's when I fire two shots at jump kick man wow and he you miss him and he kicks you yes then what happens um after um jump kick man is running off anthony huber comes up and he grabs the barrel of my gun and then he hits me with his skateboard holding his Mm. trucks and that's when i shoot him one time where did he hit you with the skateboard he hit me in the back of the head um in the neck the back of the head towards the neckline did you think you were going to be killed at that point i did then what happens? And then after Mr. Huber attacks me, Mr. Grosskreutz puts his hands up, and then I have my rifle pointed in his direction for about a second. And then once I lower my rifle, I noticed that my ejection port is opened about an inch. And Mr. Grosskreutz said I pulled the charging handle, which never happened. I hit the forward assist to yeah. close the ejection port. And that's, he sees me doing that or something. And this time, he runs at me, and he has his gun pointed directly at my head. Did you see the gun? I did. Mm. 
Wow. What, do you think he was going to shoot you? I did. He had it pointed directly at my head, and that's when I shoot him one time. And um, he is no longer a threat to me at that point because he ran off after I fired that shot. Did you realize you hit him? I, I didn't know until later. So then what happens? Pause it for just a sec. Uh, um, it's amazing that uh, we are able to watch what happened as he's describing it. And thank goodness that's the case. Yeah. As you said, people like Elijah uh, from the blaze here um, filmed this, this whole event as it was unfolding. Otherwise, this guy would be in prison for life. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about it, honestly. And, you know, it's funny because you heard his testimony and it was a big buildup as to whether he should testify or not. And then you hear his testimony and it's basically it could be used as narration of the video. Yeah. Because he's just describing what we all saw. Right. You can see it happen. There's no there's almost no need for his testimony because, you know, we had video of the incident from several different angles and it's blatantly obvious what occurred. And any human being who wanted to actually know the truth could easily access it. This is not a... I mean, think about even like the OJ trial. The OJ trial, we don't have the murder on tape. Mm -hmm. We don't have him crawling over the fence in the middle of the night uh, and waking up poor Kato Kalin. We don't have... We just had people telling you those stories. Here, we have the whole thing on video. And we don't need to speculate, yet we still went through with all of this nonsense. For what? For what? Mm -hmm. There was never a reason for this to go to trial. There was never a reason for him to be charged. You know, sure, right after the incident, you hold him, make sure that we can understand what goes on. But when the video comes out, okay, we get it. That's the appropriate response from law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. He describes uh, a little bit more what went on. Um, there is a person directly in front of me and I point my, my rifle in their direction and he puts his hands up and he's not, a, he's backing up and I then turn around, start going to the police and then I hear shots behind me and I turn around and briefly raise my rifle to see if I'm being shot at and then I realize I can't see who's shooting at me so then I turn around and go back to the police car towards the police line. It's just hearing this is just hard to believe this is happening in an American city. Yeah. So then you finally get up, you hear shots, you turn to see who's shooting at you, and then you finally make it to the police line. Yes. Um, once I make it to the, the, the police cruiser, the police officer says, get back, get back, get back. Um, one of them has a gun out and the other has pepper spray pointed at me. And I say, hey, I just had to shoot somebody. I just had to shoot somebody. And then they say, go home. And I didn't know this until... Go home? Yeah. The officer said to go home. I don't think he knew what happened or heard me. There's a lot of chaos going on. Yes. Um, but apparently he pepper sprayed me. Um, you can see it in the video, but I don't remember being pepper sprayed by him. All so right. then what happened? Uh, so then he goes home. Well, first, he, he went down to the Kenosha police department trying to talk to somebody there uh he says and it was barricaded so he couldn't get in so then he actually went home turned himself into the antioch illinois police and they and and described what happened then and they told him to go home and so he did 
And then sometime later, he was he was arrested and the rest is history. It's interesting. He has uh, a fascinating story as well, which we'll get to in a minute uh, about what happened to him in the jail cell as well. Um, We'll talk about that and get his thoughts on what happened there coming up in 60 seconds. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Thank you, Jeffy. Inflation continues to dominate the country. I mean, we are now at a level we haven't seen at in, what, decades? Since the like early 80s, I guess? Late 70s? The cost of everything is going up, so you need to be pragmatic. You need to be protective of what you own. You need to be prepared. If you're a homeowner, you should be considering a mortgage refinance now before these historically low mortgage rates are gone. Uh, the impact they can make on your budget is substantial. And the people who can help you uh, are the mortgage consultants over at American Financing, where you can get free, no-pressure mortgage review. They'll walk you through options that could save you hundreds of dollars a month, maybe even as much as $1,000 a month. From lower rates to shorter terms, even high-interest debt consolidation, they can do it all. Uh, I've used American Financing before. I can tell you uh, from experience that they have uh, it's a great experience, and they're really helpful For over two decades, American Financing has been helping people just like you find ways to make their finances work for them. Call them today. Don't put it off. American Financing, it's 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net, 10 seconds, station ID. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, it, the big interview with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, was on Tucker Carlson last night. And so he walked us through pretty much everything that happened during the shootings. And then he is uh, eventually arrested and goes to jail. And he described what the conditions were like there. The jail was interesting. I was in my own room. It was kind of like a... Like a one star, I'm gonna describe it as a one star hotel. A one star hotel, we'll go with a, a Super 8. Super 8. I had a desk, I had a shower, I had a toilet, I had a TV, I had a tablet, hmm. um, but I didn't have running water. Seriously. I had a phone also, but I did not have running water, so I didn't shower until November 20th. How long From is October that? 31st to November 20th, I did not take a shower. That's disgusting. I, it very. Um, I smelled terrible. I felt sick. I lost weight. My health was degrading. Um, if I was in there for enough, a month longer, I would have probably been in a hospital. Wait, you had no running water? No running water in my jail cell. Did you? Did they let you out? To uh, talk with my attorneys. I didn't really say anything about my running water because I'm not, I don't like to bring attention to myself I don't want to draw any problems with any of the guards um, so I was like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna shut up and not mention that I don't have running water um, but I did shower for until November 20th and when I showered my I showered for like I took like a three-hour shower I had like blood my skin was bleeding because my skin was coming off of my body it was just the nastiest thing ever and I feel bad for Dave, who's been with me through the beginning, who's helped start FreeKyleUSA.org. I feel bad for him because he had to deal with my smell for that three-hour car ride. <laughs> yeah. So I give him all the credit in the world. 
Uh, so uh, fascinating to hear it from from himself. And it's amazing because all of this information, other than the conditions at the jail, all of this information has been available. The videos, the evidence, it's all been there for over a year now. And yet we still have people saying that Kyle Rittenhouse uh, murdered two two black uh, Americans. And yeah. it's just so bizarre to me. And in, the, in one case, at least, James Madison University posted one of their students talking about this. Uh, listen to this lie, essentially. I simply wanted to publicly announce that the verdict of the Kyle Rittenhouse case has been nothing more than a disgusting reminder of what it's really like to be black in America. Good All the protesting, everything we went through in 2020, mm-hmm. we, we really would think would make a change, but clearly it doesn't. We scream Black Lives Matter, but it doesn't matter enough for these people who are in power, the jury, the judge, anybody, to charge this man with murdering and taking away two beautiful black lives at the ripe age of 26 <laughs> okay. and 36. So, how does he know that? An American that. university posts that. <laughs> That's a, amazing. As if they have no idea either. Nobody at the university knows that he didn't kill two black men. He took the time to figure out their ages, but didn't like figure <laughs> yes. out their colors? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's again, believe. I'd like to believe it's that he's colorblind, but uh, I don't think it applies in this particular case. I don't think that's what, this, what the problem is here. <laughs> I mean, that's an amazing clip. It is. Uh, you know, look, I mean, uh, the interview with with Rittenhouse, it was not a, you know, it wasn't a, he, Tucker wasn't going for like a, you know, an expose interview. I mean, it was, no. it was, it was a way to get to know Kyle Rittenhouse a little bit, I think is the right way to describe it. He went through the facts that he went through during the testimony mm-hmm. and he got a little bit of his personality, which I, which was kind of interesting to see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, he seems like a normal 18 year old, uh, that seems respectful. However, I mean, he's, I'm not calling the guys who were trying to kill me, Mr. Yeah, uh, it, but he did. Yeah, he did. He did. I mean, and he also complimented the guards multiple times in the jail he was in. Yeah, uh, you know, he did a. He, you know, he he seems like. Look, he, it's because the media made this a controversial case that you would st- you'd step back and say, oh gosh, you know, it's controversial to say this, but like you know, he seems like a respectful young person mm-hmm. who cared mm-hmm. about his community and. You very well can come up with issues with the way he approached it, right? Like, the you know, again, I, I've said this before, but like I have a 10-year-old kid. In seven years, I really don't want him in a riot situation with or without a weapon. Like, let somebody mm-hmm. else handle that because I care too much about my kid. And I'm sure his mom would prefer him not being in the middle of that situation for that reason. You'd but think so. defending a community, there's nothing wrong with that. That's something that you should want to do. And that's why it was so shocking when the prosecution made a big deal about him wanting to put fires out. <laughs> it's like, why did you want to burn fires out? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I mean, because they were fires? I, I, they're supposed to, I think you're supposed to put them out when you see them. That's the way, that's the way you interact with fires? I don't, I, I don't know what else to say to that question. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
I have some good news. It's going to help make your house look amazing. Black Friday starts right now at Blinds.com with up to 45% off site-wide. Make Blinds.com your first choice for high-quality window coverings that are perfect for any size window, any color, or any look you have in mind. There's no guesswork, no hassle, no having to make multiple trips to the store. Whether you do it yourself or you want them to handle the measuring and installation for you, Blinds.com has you covered. They make the entire process super easy. Talk to a Blinds.com professional design consultant for free. And right now, save up to 45% off cellular shades, faux wood blinds, interior shutters, and a whole lot more. So treat yourself to custom home window treatments this holiday season. You're going to love the way your house looks. Blinds.com. Now through November 26, save up to 45% off everything, plus free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Blinds.com. Save up to 45% off everything, plus free shipping. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Doing our part to keep free speech alive. There's much more after the break on the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. It's Thanksgiving week and uh, there's a big, big slate of incredible (laughs) NFL football games coming up on Thursday. I will watch any football game on Thanksgiving. Any Uh, NFL football game that comes on the television, I will watch it. Me too. Because it's a tradition and I love it. Yes. However. It's just comforting to have football on Thanksgiving Day. And there's been a long time, and no offense to our our, our, our Detroit Lion uh, fans uh, that may be listening. Are there any? Are there Detroit Lions? <laughs> there's fans? a few. Okay. There's a few. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Detroit Lions fans are pretty pretty loyal considering their team's performance over the years. Yeah. But it's one of those things where, and, and the Cowboys were pretty bad for a long time through the stretch too, where, where it was always the Lions and the Cowboys that would play, and sometimes they'd just be terrible. Mm-hmm. And you really wouldn't have much entertainment. The first game is Bears Lions, which is going to be a rough one. And there's not a lot of interest in that one. Raiders Cowboys, not not a bad game this year. Mm. Raiders are sort of falling apart at the moment, it seems like, but uh, the Cowboys are in first place. Bills Saints, uh, it's probably a good game. Although I don't understand what the Saints are doing with Taysom with, Hill. With Taysom Hill, I- me neither. They just signed him to a four-year extension. Yeah, and they're not playing him at quarterback. I- I don't know what they're doing here yeah. with Trevor Simeon instead of Taysom Hill. And we should note that the wow. reason why this is important to you is... He's a former BYU football quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> and Pat yes. loves BYU. So that's why this is important to him. BYU. It is interesting to see that develop. I don't understand yeah. what they're doing I, in that situation. He, and he just signed an extension for, I think, $43 million over uh, 10 years. Ten? Or no, I mean... Four years. Yes. Okay. So it's about ten million a year. Mm-hmm. But if he becomes starting quarterback, which he can't seem to even beat out the third string guy, Trevor Simeon. <laughs> but if he becomes the starting quarterback, it goes to four years, ninety-five million. Yeah. Wow. Now look, four years, forty-three wow. million is not exactly a bad day. No, that's a good day, and but that's probably why he's sticking around. Yeah, it would be interesting to come back home and be like, "Hey, I got a, I got a raise. It's either forty-three million or ninety-five million." <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, I wanted to, speaking yeah. of football, I wanted uh, to bring this. I don't know if you've heard this story. It's pretty crazy. Um, Bill Simmons, who is a you know big podcaster, uh, runs The Ringer. Um, he was at ESPN and was responsible for the 30 mm. for 30 podcast. So mm-hmm. he's, you know, a big figure in sports. And he does a podcast every week. 
and with it, uh, Cousin Sal is his name. I think it's Cousin Sal. And so they do a podcast where they go over the NFL games. And I listen to it from time to time because they have a you know good good review of all the action from the week. But at the very end, they do this segment called Parents Corner, where they just sort of come up with a funny story from their adventures as dads, like trying to figure out parenting. Mm-hmm. They've been doing this for a long time. Well, this story uh, had to do with COVID this this week, and I thought this was particularly interesting just to see this sort of chaos that is going on right now in, in people's lives that you never even hear of. Listen to this story. All right. So, um, you know, my son, same age as your daughter, is a junior in high school. They're in the semifinals and the playoffs, varsity football. He plays every down on defense, defensive end. The town is into it. It's as small. I mean, it's as Friday night lights as we're going to get in, um, you know, uh, in, a, in a town in beach town in California. Right. So, yeah. But it's very cool. Like you run into people and everyone's talking about it, that. Oh, your son's playing great. Oh, your son's playing great. Yeah. This is. Oh, we really have a chance. Very exciting. And then the game is Friday night at seven and about five o'clock. My phone starts blowing up from like texts from parents. Like, do you believe this? Like, what the hell? What kind of shit are they trying to pull? So it turns out the team we beat, and rather handily, last week informs our coach Friday morning that they had positive COVID tests on their team and kids played with COVID the week before. And he's like, I don't know what you want to do about it, but you're, you have guys that played with um, kids that were affected from our team. And our coach is like, uh, our coach didn't know what to do. He's like, all right, well, what, um, give us your na- their names and I'll look at the tape and we'll see who was close to them. Like, did they all play? And the coach is like, we can't tell you anything. You guys have to deal with it. So now the parents are like, and keep in mind, like our whole team tested negative on Wednesday. I don't yeah. like, this is going to get political, but I, I don't care. But so we all tested <laughs> negative on Wednesday. Um, and, uh, and that should be good enough, I think. And the parents are all like, yeah, go, let them play. It's outdoors and it's fine. It was a week ago and everyone tested negative on Wednesday. Let them play. And the superintendent's like, no, no, no. If you weren't vaccinated, which seven players weren't vaccinated, five of them are seniors, you're not playing. And five of them saw, starters, five of them seniors. And it's like, this is outrageous. Now people are trying to get rapid tests for the unvaccinated seniors and players. And superintendent's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So our coach is scrambling. And now this is like 20 minutes before the game. They finally let someone comes to their senses. And now everybody gets to play. But this is after they switched lineups and everything. So we're unfocused. And we lose 46-43 in a oh. heartbreaker. 46 46- 43 and you have to think like maybe things would have been different if the last two hours before the game weren't spent trying to watch film to Mm. see who was next to who we don't even know who's vaccinated but this is a crazy thing like this team might have there might have been bad blood and they might have just made this up like we could make this up with the team that beat us next week and call their coach next friday and then they're gonna right. have to deal with that shit. like what the hell is going on in this world like, I, I don't want to that's like, enough I, I mean that's an think mm. about that they outdoor activity no positive tests no reason to believe there was any danger yeah they pull the unvaccinated kids out of the lineup seniors playing in their final game for a championship insane and then they turn it all around at the last minute i mean it's a catastrophe and this is happening to so many people who are dealing with this nonsense once again i said it yesterday i'll say it again and i will say it maybe every day until until all of this is over the new york times has written that there have been 
no, zero, zilch infections of COVID spread outdoors other than close conversation in the entire history of the pandemic. No documented cases at all. Including all the gatherings of huge uh, fans, uh, a huge amount of fans mm-hmm. in the stadium, yep. including the players on the, on the field. Uh, nobody apparently ever gets it from outdoor contact. Yeah, it doesn't happen. I mean, you know, it's well-ventilated areas. You just don't spread it. If you're outside making out with somebody who has it, you might get it. Right, which but is why you should only do that a few times a week. Right. Minimize your right. contact, your random makeout sessions to three to five times per week. Then you're safe. Then you're safe. Yeah, ish. Relatively. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> but it's just like... Uh, th- That's crazy. You think of it's all crazy. the times... You, I've, you, we've heard from parents who will drop their kids off to daycare and you know, in the middle of the day, they hear about a COVID exposure. They have to leave... Uh, leave um, work, come pick up their kid to bring them home for, of course, a virus that has almost no chance of doing anything to the kid. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is just this ridiculous nonsense that's going on and it keeps happening. And it's the hysteria that we're dealing with. Hysteria. It's it's hysteria. And, you know, we are at the point now where we have a multitude of treatments for this stuff. You can take them if you want. You can not take them if you want. But the bottom line is they're there if you would like to take them. Mm-hmm. We can minimize this to uh, a flu level situation at this point. Thankfully. Thankfully. Yeah. Even with this Pfizer-Mectin thing, a lot of people are calling it that because it supposedly reacts with your body kind of like Ivermectin does. The, the new Pfizer The new Pfizer treatment. pill. Mm-hmm. And so it's a treatment. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not a vaccine. Mm-hmm. But it's 90% effective. To yeah. me, that's totally acceptable. I'll take that chance that, you know, if I get it, then I'll take the the Pfizer pill rather than the Pfizer vaccine. And it it gives me a 90% chance I'm not going to be hospitalized or die. That's, i go with that. Look, there is a... Uh and that it's not approved yet, but I think it should no, be it pretty soon. Be you know, we haven't seen all the data, obviously, but still, yeah. I mean, there's a Merck one as well that cuts it by, I think, 50%. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's monoclonal antibodies have shown a lot of promise. There's a steroid that is used late, late in treatment that has, has helped a lot in those mm-hmm. cases when things get really ugly. I mean, the bottom line is there's a lot of tools in our tool chest at this mm-hmm. point, and it should not be this. This this should not be going on. It, it should not be going it on. It really shouldn't. And you think at some point, now we're getting, this is, a, as he mentioned, I think in there, a beach town in California. I mean, this mm-hmm. is the bluest of blue areas and you are seeing a lot of this play out where we're living in, two, there are two Americas right now. I mean, I, I can't tell mm-hmm. you how many times I've talked to people, friends of mine who live up north, who live on the West Coast, who are living lives are, that are completely unfamiliar to me living in Texas. It's a totally different country. Mm-hmm. The, the way they have to live with all these restrictions and, and they can't do X, Y, and Z. Look, we've come a long way in this year. And, and, and as we get close to Thanksgiving, we should probably recognize that a year ago was a lot worse. I mean, it was a lot worse. We, we couldn't go all. I mean, the NFL was still not letting people into games. Oh, yeah. The Raiders, who will play yeah. on Thanksgiving, uh, of course, in Dallas. But the, the Raiders let zero people into their stadium for the entire season last year. The brand new 
$2 billion stadium. Yeah. Nobody got to go in there. Nobody got to go to any games. This year, completely packed. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, the Super Bowl, 11,000 people were there at the Super Bowl incredible. in Tampa. That's and incredible. That was this year, this February. It was only nine Jeez. months ago that only 11,000 people were in an outdoor stadium in Ron DeSantis's Florida, by the way. Mm-hmm. That wasn't DeSantis's fault that they limited the crowd, but still, that was the attitude just nine months ago. Uh, the first fully attended, you know, full capacity uh, major league sporting event in this country happened in Texas in April of this year. Of this mm. year. That was only seven months ago. I mean, that was just starting. Now you look, I mean, if you flip on the NBA, which I don't encourage you to do, <laughs> uh, unless you want to see LeBron James talk about how great China is. But I mean, if you go and you turn on the NBA, you watch games in Chicago, in uh, New York, in Los Angeles, that are completely packed indoor stadiums. So there has been, uh, we've come a long way over the past six to nine months. Uh, just, it's still not fast enough, though. And this stuff, as we point out here, is still happening. Yeah. You know, which is incredible. It just, it's, it's hard to believe here we are 18 months later or whatever, it's, whatever it is that this stuff is still going on. One more football item that's really kind of not about football. It's really about what's happening to us as a society. We'll tell you about this uh, coming up in a, in a few minutes here. But there's a uh, team, and it's in Texas, that is too good to be allowed into the playoffs. Well, <laughs> we'll tell you about that coming up. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Do you remember the days before the internet when everybody had to go out and physically shop on the holidays? It was rough, but the hustle and bustle is kind of fun. You know, the endless lines of people. Oh, those are the days. Now you don't have to worry about any of that, except when you buy things with a click of a button, you are putting all of your personal information online and it can be exposed. That's why LifeLock is here to help protect your identity during the holiday season and all year round. If you ever become a victim of identity theft because they can't monitor everything nobody can they have an identity restoration specialist that will work to fix it so get this all wrapped up theft protection with lifelock by norton save big on the black friday sale you can join lifelock today and save up to 35 percent off your first year so don't wait call 800 lifelock go to lifelock.com use the promo code back lifelock.com use the promo code back 35 percent off sale ends november 30th And Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. We were talking about this amazing situation with this youth football league team. Uh, It's right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. It's in Flower Mound. And uh, this, they're made up of seven and eight-year-old kids. And it's about time for them. They're the best team in the, in the league. And uh, it is time for the playoffs to begin. I think this coming weekend or the weekend after. And uh, they've, they've been told they're, they're not going to be able to participate in the playoffs. And the reason they're not going to be able to participate is that they are too good. 
They won every game this year by a combined score of 199 to 6. And so they've penalized them by saying, yeah, you don't get to participate. <laughs> Wait. That's what a great lesson that is for the kids, huh? Oh, yeah. Hey, you guys get really good at what you do and work really hard to get there. And then we'll punish you for your success by not allowing you to participate. Mm. Amer- it's, a, it's like the, it's an inverse merit-based society. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a good good message yes. to send to kids. So did they cheat? Did they, they do did they have cheat. kids that are 12? No, that's that was my question too. Are, are they... A bunch of kids from out of town? Are they using deflated balls? <laughs> was Tom Brady in town showing them how to get away with this stuff? If Tom Brady's kid is on this team, then I support this fully. You know what I bet they did? I... <laughs> bet that they were using uh, cameras on the other team's practice uh, <laughs> and they they learned their plays ahead of t- ahead of time no they're just they're just really too good. good and one of the coaches in the league who's also the president of the league said look they're just I freely and openly admit it they're just too good and so uh, they can go play in some other league. Well, you know what might happen if if a team that is too good plays in a playoff game and a playoff tournament is they might mm-hmm. win the tournament and then everyone goes home and has a normal life. That's the, that's <laughs> yes. the possible outcome. And another thing you could do is use that as a, I don't know, like inspiration for the kids to say, hey, you know what? Next year, that's going to be us because mm-hmm. we're going to work really hard and we're going to get better this year and we're going to beat them next year. Or maybe the year after that. But we will one day. One day we will be good enough to, to beat that team. This, this is Texas. And Flower Mound is not like an inner city. No. It's like an, it's a little suburb. And it's, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, you think inner city, maybe it's a really blue area. No. Uh, no. It's a, not, not at all. I don't think it is at all. Uh, it's a, that's a fascinating one. And again, like, you know, you can, I, what, do you, what are you supposed to do as a coach? You're supposed to just let the other team score a bunch of touchdowns to make it make the, the end of the season look like it's, you know, closer than it was? That's I, kind of the mindset, though, it, now. It does seem to be the mindset. You have to be concerned about beating somebody by too much uh, every time you go out and play. It's just, I don't like it. This is the Glenn Beck Program.